Welcome to the Health Trip Podcast. My name is Jill Foos. I'm a functional medicine and integrative nutrition health coach. I created this podcast to bring you along as we travel down intriguing science-packed roads, debunking old medical paradigms and perusing new innovative therapies and modalities with the finest functional medicine doctors, practitioners, and like-minded biohackers while living our best life. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast with me, your host, Jill Foos. So today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Usually I have on functional medicine doctors and practitioners to deep dive into various topics, but today I'm going to deep dive into my own life journey Hello, and welcome to the Health Trip Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast. So today I'm going to be do, doing something a little bit different. Usually I have on um, functional medicine doctors and practitioners, and we deep dive into very specific topics. But today I am going to podcast with myself. I've been wanting to share my hair loss story uh, and my hair regrowth journey with you for quite some time. But as you know, the process of growing hair takes a long time. And I wanted to wait until I had some sound evidence that the protocol that I've been dedicated to since November 6, 2021 was indeed working. And guess what? It is. I am in full hair regrowth, <clears throat> could not be happier. Hair loss, shedding, thinning, whatever you want to call it, it's just terrifying for us women. We all want thick, shiny hair to wear up, to wear down and braids and a ponytail and waves straight. We want choices and we want it to not be falling out. And there's a lot of reasons why women start losing their hair. Stress and trauma, birth control, pregnancy, genetics, epigenetics, which is lifestyle factors, including poor diet, lack of sleep, nutrient deficiencies, environmental toxins, sedentary lifestyle, and more autoimmune diseases, cancer, pharmaceuticals, thyroid disease, and of course, menopause. So for today's podcast, I'm going to focus on stress, micronutrient deficiencies, thyroid disease, and menopause, because that's my experience. I do have a couple of blogs and podcasts about hair loss that I'll add um, in the show notes for you to refer to later. So my hair loss journey began in January of 2017 when I separated from my now ex-husband. After 25 years together and five kids, it was a really sad and stressful time for our family. I didn't notice any hair shedding at that moment, but later learned that hair loss usually doesn't start until about six months um, after a stressful event. And the top stressful events in someone's life could be a death in the family, divorce, job loss, moving, or a diagnosis of a medical condition. So next on my list for myself was shutting down a company that I had built. It was a food manufacturing company that I had started many years earlier. I was absolutely miserable going through our divorce. I couldn't focus. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I lost my joy in working for the company that I created and I loved, and I just needed to stop and take a breath. And finally, perimenopause came knocking at my door at the same time, welcoming to a very exclusive club. But I don't recall wanting that invitation, but here I was. So I checked three of the five boxes on the most stressful events list. 
I was 49 years old and I embraced myself for a very long bumpy ride. In 2018, I turned 50 and embarked on a year of traveling to new places with family and friends celebrating my new life. And this is when I noticed my hair shedding in mass quantities. I was horrified. I also have half a thyroid and have been on thyroid meds for the past 20 plus years and knew that hair shedding and hair loss could rear its ugly head at any moment. But I'd already made it through two, two decades on the meds with no signs of it at all. So I started to lose a lot of hair volume by the handfuls and stress begets stress and the fear, worry, and the feeling of helplessness weighed on me daily. I took pictures of the handfuls of hair and kept them on my phone. Tip number one, do not do that. It does not bring your hair back. So I contacted my functional medicine doctor immediately and had blood drawn. Not only was I frantic, but my sex and thyroid hormones were frantic too. Perimenopause is that stage of transitioning between premenopause and menopause or postmenopause and can last for years. Irregular periods, spotting, heavy bleeding, hot flashes, sleep disturbances, heart palpitations, weight gain, cognitive decline, and hair loss are all symptoms. So I was experiencing some of these, but it was really my thyroid that was in the worst shape of all. So off I went to having to reconfigure out balancing my thyroid meds, which if you have ever been on thyroid meds or are still on thyroid meds, you know that every time you make a switch in your dosing or in the type of med you're taking, your body has to readjust and that that can also trigger hair, hair loss. At the same time, I needed to address my sex hormones. The first hormone of mine that was tanking was my testosterone. Testosterone is very important in women, even though it's not our dominant sex hormone. It gives us our zest for life, supports lean muscle mass building, helps us burn fat, gives us our libido, supports hair growth and more. And there's different ways of administering testosterone, patches, topical creams, pills and pellets. In my mind, the easiest choice was pellets, which are made from soy and yam, and they look like little BBs that are inserted subcutaneously in the side of your tush by a medical doctor. No stitches required. It takes about 15 minutes. They last anywhere between three and six months, depending on your lifestyle. I burned through them pretty quickly because I was an avid exerciser. The problem for me was that once the testosterone was inserted, there was no turning back and you can't undo the dose if it's not the right dose for you. You just have to ride it out. For those of you who don't know, the normal range of testosterone in women in conventional medicine is 15 to 70 nanograms per deciliter. But in the more functional medicine optimal range, that, that range may be closer to like 90 to 120. So on my third pellet incision, my level shut up to over 900. And just to give you a um, picture of that, I have four boys and that's where their levels are as, you know, young adults. So I was definitely not like them. I felt agitated, moody, hungrier than usual, had trouble sleeping and more hair loss. And that's because testosterone converts to something called DHT. As testosterone in the blood increases and converts to more dihydrotestosterone, your hair follicles shrink, causing the hairs to stop growing as they normally would, and they eventually fall out. Mm -hmm. This type of hair loss is called androgenic alopecia or female pattern hair loss. Overall, it's the most common form of hair loss. So I have stress going on, my thyroid's a mess again, and now my testosterone is too high, causing even more hair loss. 
I'm given a DHT blocking medicine called spironolactone to take twice a day, every day, maybe forever. Keep that in mind because that comes into play later. At the same time, I'm also given Viviscal Pro, a popular supplement used to help support hair growth. Keep that in mind as well for later reference. Many months to a year go by and I don't really see a difference from taking those two medications and supplements. I had to wait nearly nine months for the testosterone pellets to wear off and I could tell the levels were still high due to blood work. My thyroid was finally stabilizing after another year of playing around with the dosing and the types of meds I was taking. And when you're figuring out your thyroid meds and your equation, blood work is often needed every six weeks to check the levels. It's a very long, arduous process. And while you're stressing about your hair looking awful, you need to try to stay calm. And I did the best I could. So in 2019, I felt desperate to try something more radical to help my hair grow back. I had my functional medicine perform two rounds of PRP on my scalp. PRP or platelet-rich plasma has been around for years and often used in orthopedic procedures to help support joint pain. I knew what it was because my boys were athletes and a couple of them had this done post-surgery. The procedure is not fun. The doctor pulls blood from, blood from your arm, spins it in a centrifuge, separating the platelets, concentrating them, and then re-injecting them into your scalp with very tiny needles. 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 In my case, <clears throat> my doctor mixed in amniotic fluid to support even more hair growth, but some doctors now mix in peptides or exosomes. It's really an incredible procedure, but it's very painful. There is a topical ointment rubbed all over your scalp to help numb you before tons and tons of injections are performed on your head, but it still hurts. You use red light therapy for a few days afterwards to heal. And I did this twice about a year apart and didn't see any results. So this is a great procedure, but just know this, it's not a one and done. You may need this every month for a bit, every three months for a bit, and probably every year for maintenance. It's also very costly and not covered by health insurance either. So I was done with that. In 2020, I started the carnivore diet, which is a diet based on eating only from animal, the animal kingdom. I was already following a keto diet for years, so the transition for me wasn't very difficult. I made sure to tell my doctor that I was embarking on a carnivore journey, and she made sure to get me in for blood tests about six months after my start date to check on my lipid panels, which were fine. So off I went eating the most nutrient-dense diet out there, and why is it so nutrient dense? Well, everything's in its bioavailable form. And there's a lot of amino acids, obviously, from eating a lot of protein. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein, and our hair is protein. Around 88% of your hair is made of keratin, which is a protein. In order for the body to produce keratin, the body needs 18 types of amino acids, which can come from our diets. A sufficient amount of amino acids will boost hair growth. If you are under eating protein or you're living a vegan lifestyle and your hair is thinning, you may want to check in with your diet and your lifestyle. I focused on eating grass-fed, pasture-raised, wild-caught everything. I kept it very clean. I studied the carnivore diet, taking a carnivore course, and eventually I became a carnivore coach because I believed in, and I still follow that diet and believe in it so very much. And guess what? My hair stopped shedding. My thyroid labs looked the best they had ever looked in 24 years. My body composition changes were impressive. And I knew that by looking at myself in the mirror, but also by having in-body scans multiple times, my sleep improved, my energy improved, my mood was elevated, I was focused, and my libido returned. 
Around the same time, I made the decision to stop testosterone pellets, but I still needed to address my tanking hormones due to perimenopause. I switched to a topical testosterone cream that I used twice a day. And guess what? My hair started shedding again back to the testosterone converting to DHT and triggering hair loss. So obviously I was very sensitive to testosterone levels and I had to reduce the use of it one time a day, which is what I still follow um, currently. I also started progesterone, our relaxation, relaxation and sleep hormone, another one that declines um, during aging and especially during perimenopause. Even though my sleep improved on the carnivore diet, I had to address this low pro progesterone to balance things out. And it ended up taking my sleep um, up a level beautifully. So I continue to take that still every night. I don't take estrogen yet because I'm still perimenopausal, but when I'm officially in menopause, I will definitely be taking that for as forever or for as long as I can, along with the testosterone and the progesterone. And even though I eat a nutrient dense diet, lift weights four times a week, get sound sleep, work on staying as calm as possible, my hormones are not coming back. I realize that there are many women out there who are not able to take hormones, maybe due to genetics, a previous heart condition or cancer. But I, so I feel very grateful that I'm able to make that choice for myself. But for those women who are not candidates for taking bioidentical hormone replacement therapy or who choose just not to take hormones, there are other ways to support yourself, especially through diet, supplementation, exercise, sleep, mindful, mindfulness, and so forth. So the next part of my protocol applies to everyone. I was not going to let the setback of my hair shedding again, stir me back up. So I moved ahead and asked to have a micronutrient deficiency test done. This is a test that requires blood work, which is sent to a lab that deciphers which micronutrients you're deficient in on a cellular level. Micronutrients are water and fat soluble vitamins, macro minerals, and trace minerals, and all of them need to be balanced and working harmoniously together for you to have optimal health. My results came back and showed that I had 10 functional deficiencies and 10 borderline deficiencies. They gave me recommendations on what supplements to take and in what therapeutic doses to take them in to clear those deficiencies. This process takes anywhere from three to six months, which is why I stress to clients to be as consistent as possible with those supplements. So here I am in the most nutrient dense diet, and I was still missing so much on a cellular level. I'm also heterozygous in the MTHFR SNP, which is a single nucleotide polymorphism. So it's basically means that I don't methylize properly. And the SNP is basically like um, a little mutation in your gene. So it's like a rusty wrench, right? If your wrench isn't rusty, it's going to work great. But if there's rust on it, it's not going to work that great. <clears throat> so we all have these hiccups, genetic mutations, <clears throat> autoimmune diseases, cancer, thyroid diseases, whatever it is, we all have some combination of everything or of parts of these, excuse me all play a role in how we absorb or don't absorb the nutrients that we're eating. It's impossible for us to get everything we need from a diet. Our food is grown differently and we battle environmental toxins on a daily basis. I set off on a six month protocol of taking my new personalized supplements that my body needed. And this is why when people ask me what supplements that I take, I don't tell them. Not because I'm trying to hide my secret sauce, but because they're based on my blood work, my genetics, my lifestyle. They won't help that person. 
I went a step further and found a genetic test that looks at your genes that are only associated with hair loss. Remember I told you to keep in mind those two supplements and meds I was taking that, and said that they weren't working, but my doctor kept pressing me to continue taking them for a couple of years. Those showed up on my genetic test, noting that those will not work for me. And that test revealed to me what would work for me. And I have switched gears yet again. We've all heard of Rogaine or Minoxidil. It's been on the market for years, first helping men, but now women use it too. It works, but it can be messy. And in the functional medicine world, there's a formula much like this, but it's from a, it's made by a compounding pharmacy and has a few more ingredients in it that make the effectiveness and um, delivery of it much more pleasant to use. It's called Formula 82M. It's called 82M because that's how many versions it took to make it just right. A compounding pharmacy is a pharmacy that can formulate very specific meds for people based on their individual needs. And these are often not covered by health insurance. So if you take bioidentical hormones, which are different than hormone replacement therapy, it is most likely coming from a compounding pharmacy. So I started using 82M on November 6, 2021. And a month later, I added in a red light therapy laser cap of a professional strength. So I use the 82M twice a day and I wear the red light therapy cap every night for 15 minutes like clockwork. I am very devoted to my protocol and I know it sounds like a lot and it is. And there have been numerous studies showing that 82M has helped women regrow their hair who are going through cancer, uh, cancer treatment. So it may be something to talk to your doctor, doctor about and see if that um, is something that you can add to your routine. I also cleaned up my skincare, body care, and home cleaning products. I was pretty mindful anyways, but I went all in. This is really important because there are hidden toxins in everything. Why spend the money on genetic tests, micronutrient tests, blood work tests, supplements, and eating clean food if you're only going to rub cream all over your body that's full of chemicals? It makes no sense when you think about it. I wrote a blog on skincare, which gives many helpful tips on how to clean up your skincare with apps and websites to use. And I'll list that in the show notes as well. So I'm six months in doing everything, balancing my hormones, clearing my micronutrient deficiencies with supplements, applying topical 82M twice a day and wearing the red light therapy cap at night. This journey may have taken me years to figure out, but I have figured out my equation and shortcuts that my clients can take so they don't have to endure years of hair loss that I did. Hair loss is finicky and you have to be proactive and you have to stay on top of it for the rest of your life. My hair is legit growing back. In six months, I have almost three inches of hair growth in places where I literally was balding. This is lifelong, ladies. I can't stress that enough. I will always have to stay on top of my hormones, my thyroid, my diet, my lifestyle, my sleep, my supplements, my 82M and my laser red light cap. I am sure when I start taking estrogen next year, I'll have to tweak some things and that's okay. My hair feels fuller, my curls are shiny and my protocol is part of my daily routine now and I barely even have to think about it. It's just part of my lifestyle. So making these lifestyle changes is really hard, especially if you're dealing with a lot of stress like divorce, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, going through a medical procedure and or a diagnosis or moving. But I'm here to tell you that you all have a health equation just waiting to be discovered. It's not my health equation, it's your health equation. 
and it requires time, patience, dedication, ups and downs, and trying things that you may not have thought of before. And on my site, I've curated some biohacking products that have helped me move through menopause, support my sleep and my hair growth. Check them out. I'll put that um, link in the show notes as well. There's a lot of savings codes for all of you to use. So before I conclude, let me just summarize um, some steps to take on your journey. One, definitely have to heal your gut first. If you don't heal your gut, you can't absorb nutrients. And if you're taking supplements, those aren't going to work either. You've got to get, build that foundation and heal your gut. I loved the carnivore diet. Um, I'm not hundred percent carnivore anymore. I'm probably like 85, 90 carnivore and the rest. Um, so I guess it's more like a keto carnivore. I include a very few amount of vegetables. And I feel great, you know, it's not for everybody, but I, I think it's a great tool to use for maybe three months to reset your, your gut and heal. And then you definitely want to get blood work done and you want to include maybe this genetic test that looks at, you know, the hair, hair genes, uh, micronutrient deficiency tests. You want to get comprehensive blood work done, looking at all of your labs test. Don't guess. And then talk to your doctor about all of the data you've collected, right? All of this information is valuable and it's, it's all about you and come up with a protocol that you are comfortable with. You know, some of these things cost money, but you just have to figure out, you know, what's important to you and, and what you want to use. And you might not have to use all of these components forever. You'll probably have to use a large portion of them forever though. Um, so what are you comfortable with? And then be consistent with the protocol. It's not going to work if you skip a day here and you skip a day there. You have to really be on top of this. So remember, you're not alone. I'm here to help support you in making lifestyle changes as you move through menopause and struggle with hair loss, sleep issues, and everything in between. And always make sure to check with your primary care physician before making any changes or taking new supplements or medicines. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope that there's some golden nuggets here for you to take away with you and think about. And um, I really wanted to share my story for quite a while and I couldn't be happier with the results that I'm getting, but I am all in and I encourage you all to, um, to get after it and see what happens, see what your equation is and see where the journey takes you. All right. Thanks everyone. Stay healthy. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Lifestyle changes can be hard and overwhelming to make. By building your support team of functional medicine doctors, therapists, and health coaches, you can reach your optimal health goals. Be sure to check out my other podcasts. Until we meet again, stay healthy.